Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Here we go. We are back at it again. We are ready to carve out more and more and digest more and dig in more to what life looks like when we live it in the overflow. The kingdom of God, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ is the only place on planet earth where overflow life is available. It's the only place on planet earth where overflow life is available in every other scheme of life, in every other perspective, in every other philosophy of life. You are responsible. The weight and the pressure of life rests on you for you to generate, for you to produce, for you to manufacture whatever kind of life it is that you that you have. And when you're the manufacturer, you have all the pressure, all the pressure that comes with being the manufacturer is on you in the overflow you are not the manufacturer in the overflow. You are the receiver, you're the user, and you're the distributor of the life that God our Father wants to sow into you by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Our life is supposed to be a life of receiving, of being blessed. God our Father says to Abram in Genesis chapter 12 and what's called the Abrahamic covenant, God, our father comes to Abram and says, I'm going to make you a blessing. You are going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. You're going to feel the blessing for yourself. And I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to other people. So Abram gets to receive the blessing. He gets to enjoy the blessing. And then he gets to distribute the blessing in the lives of, or to the lives of other people that will come around his ecosystem and will drink of the things that he is drinking of. And so in the same way for you and I, man, this is life in the overflow. It is life received. It is blessing received that we are to enjoy for ourselves. And then we get so much of it. God's going to splash so much of it in our souls that it just can't help but begin to affect it. And impact other people. This is life in the overflow, and it's only possible in the Lord Jesus Christ. No other atheism, agnosticism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Islam, none of those other Buddhism, all of those other uh, belief systems, all those other ways of life. The the onus is on you and what you can do and and your responsibility. And you're the manufacturer. You're the manufacturer. Control your own destiny, you know, whatever else it is. So, man, we get to splash around in the overflow together. We get to learn. And so much of institutionalized Christianity is not about overflow. It's it's lifeless. And so this podcast and our time together exists to be a, a forceful reaction against lifeless Christianity. A forceful reaction against lifeless Christianity in favor of Trinitarian vitality. We're a force against lifeless Christianity in favor of Trinitarian vitality, the kind of life and juice, effervescence, that's a cool word, effervescence that flows freely from resting into intimacy with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. And so we've been in this grind the past few times that we've been together about new life. We're not in the old man, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We're in the new man that is manifested in our baptism, Romans 6. We've been baptized to our death so that we can live into the fullness of life in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's this life that's available to us that requires the death of the old guy, the death of the old gal that's pictured in the in the in the totality of baptism, completely taken under the water, completely died, raised to newness of life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we? Are, it's one thing to be to be baptized; it's another thing to live baptized. 
And so I want to take this tactic today because I think this has uh, been super helpful for me in my own relation. But then is also I'm meeting with other guys and gals to invoke this. This terminology has become super helpful. And it is this, that this life that is ours in the Lord Jesus Christ is transcendent. We are we are invited into transcendence transcendence a big word fancy you know what does this mean we say it we think we know what it means we're not really sure but we want to sound smart and so we invoke it let's let's get into this in this way in john chapter 18 jesus is in the presence of pontius pilate he's been arrested uh he is standing trial he stood trial before the high priest he's in the high the sanhedrin uh, herod uh, and then also in all of that he stands trial before pontius pilate and while he is there pilate and him are having this back and forth and, and at one point, Pilate asked him, are you a king? And Jesus says, and these words are just, uh, they're penetrating, they're deep. The, what they open up for us is, can be significantly profound. And, and Jesus replies to Pilate in John chapter 18, verse 36. And Jesus says, my kingdom, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is, is not of this world. Man, this is so deep, man. Jesus is in the world. He's physically here on earth doing all the physical things that physical people do. He sleeps, he eats, he breathes, he walks, he talks, he bleeds, he feels, he thinks using the same mechanics that everybody else does. Yeah, exact same mechanics that everybody else does. He's got friends and family. He's in the world. But who he is and what he is doing is isn't just not of this world. It's it's. He's living transcendent. He's living transcendent. Now, if you Google it, Google it just for clarity purposes, defines transcend as to be or go beyond the range or limits of. To transcend something is to go beyond the limits of whatever that thing is. I'm, I'm, I'm living transcendent. Jesus lived certainly was beyond the range or limits of this world. I think can we, we can agree on that, right? Jesus lived his life beyond the range of limits of what we perceive this world should be able to offer, what somebody should be able to do. Jesus transcended all of that. He experiences beyond the limits in his intimacy with God the Father and his connection with the Holy Spirit. And he breathes in this divine ecosystem. Jesus breathes in this divine ecosystem unencumbered by the limits of this world. And, and we see this all over the life of Jesus as he exercises his power over nature, over sickness, over sin, over death, over government and religion to demonstrate that he is beyond all of those things. All of those things, nature, sickness, sin, death, government, they all have limitations to them. They all have limitations to them. And Jesus goes beyond every single one of those. And so Jesus transcends government. He transcends religion. He transcends sickness. He transcends life itself. Everything about Jesus is transcendent and then he works his mission in life is to advance his beyond limits kingdom on earth jesus mission in life is to take people out of the limitations of their existence and birth them save them into the limitless reality of the kingdom of god on earth that will be consummated when he returns and so the apostle paul speaks to this to this duality in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, where he writes, For he, God the Father, has rescued us from the domain of darkness, the domain of darkness full of all of its limitations. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us or delivered us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, the kingdom into which we were placed. 
So we're taken out of one place that Paul calls the domain of darkness and we're transferred into another place, the kingdom of God. Well, we've already seen that Jesus is transcendent. We're understanding that the kingdom of Jesus is transcendent. We are being delivered into the transcendent kingdom of the living God. Therefore, as Jesus's kingdom transcends the world, so too should the lives of those living in it. Stands to reason. Jesus is transcendent. His kingdom is transcendent, which means it goes beyond the limitations of this world. So to we who live in it are invited, are invited into transcendence. Now we're going to struggle. You and I are going to struggle to experience transcendence, which is to be liberated from the priorities and teachings of this world. We're going to struggle to be delivered from that into the transcendence of, of what Jesus has for us to the degree that we cling to and hold on to the things of this world. We, we, get, we got to be willing to surrender this world in the totality of it, all of it, right? So the apostle Paul says in Galatians 6 that I've been crucified to the world and the world has been crucified, has been crucified to me. Now, biblical transcendence can start to sound a little touchy-feely, a little, you know, I'm going to go be a monk and, and divest myself and, and sell everything that I've got and go live a pauper's life. And that's transcendence. We say, well, man, if that's what God is calling you to do, then that will be your experience in transcendence. But uh, biblically, transcendence is fully spiritual, fully physical, and watch this, fully pragmatic. Biblical transcendence is absolutely fully fully pragmatic, fully understands the reality of minutia, boring life, I got to do the dishes kind of life, is not beyond the scope of, of transcendence. Transcendence is full of love, grace, mercy, while at the same time accomplishing great works in a way, great works in life, incredible works in life in a way that food is put on the table and bills are paid. Food is put on the table and bills are paid. This is biblical transcendence, but the transcendent life is not of this world. It's not of this world. So let's speed this up in, in an area of life and talk about a, an example. Let's consider uh, transcendence with respect to salary, your salary and earning a paycheck. You got to make money. Well, you, you got to have money. How about that? I don't know about making it. We'll talk about that in just a second, but you got to have money. You get bills. You got to be paid. You got to turn the lights on. You got to go to the grocery store. Oh my gosh. Have you seen the price of eggs lately? Oh, inflation is biting my backside. Oh, it is so painful. Uh, uh, so let's talk about this. Transcendence with respect to having to put food on the table. Uh, when God, our father, Old Testament, when God, our father led Israel out of Egyptian captivity, he took them into the wilderness. The first thing he did, he, he birthed them out of, of, of Egyptian slavery, of Red Sea, and he takes them into the wilderness. God our, God, our Father, intentionally put his children in a situation where through sheer force of will, they could not provide food for themselves. God, our Father, intentionally put his children in a place where through sheer force of will, no matter how good they are, smart they are, effective they are, whatever school they went to, whatever college degree they have or college degree they don't have, whatever kind of acumen they have or I'm going to charge a hill, no matter how big their shoulders are, Kenneth Williams, no matter how big their shoulders are, God our Father put them in a situation where through sheer force of will, they could not provide food for themselves. There were no jobs in the wilderness. There were no companies in the wilderness. There were no income generating opportunities in the wilderness and they needed food faster than they could plant and harvest seed. Even if the ground in the wilderness could even be farmed. God, our father intentionally put them there. Why would God, our father do this? Why would God, our father take them out of the Egyptian economy out of understanding how a dollar works, a dollar works, 
in, in Pharaoh's economy, why would God our Father do that and thrust them into the barren wasteland, impossible to get food situation, impossible to provide for their family situation? God our Father did this. This wasn't a mistake. He did it on purpose. Why did he do this? Did, did he not do this to teach Israel his ability to provide bread in their lives in a way that transcended all normal rules of this world? You got to get, oh my goodness gracious. Oh my, if you haven't read Deuteronomy 8, or if it's been a while since you've read Deuteronomy 8, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 8, stop this, pause this, and go read Deuteronomy 8 and come back and listen to the rest of this. And, and all of this, what, what God did in the, in the wilderness, where our Father did in the wilderness, will just jump, just jump off, off the page. God, our Father, was trying to liberate the nation of Israel from the worldly limitations of even putting food on the table, even providing food for their family. He was trying to transcend. He was demonstrating to them his transcendent ability to take care of the pragmatic things of life. Biblical transcendence is spiritual, it's supernatural, and it is hyper-pragmatic. It is pay the bills, do the dishes, do the laundry kind of pragmatism that is infused with I am, but, but I'm not of this world. I am, I am in the vein of Jesus, but I am, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I've got to allow my hands to be taken off the machinations, the machinery, the, the mechanics, even the economics of this world into a kingdom economic, a kingdom work ethic, a kingdom, a kingdom belief system. So that God our Father was seeking to free the normal bread-waking world ways of the world. Free Israel from the normal bread-making bread ways of the world so that Israel, watch this, so that Israel could do nothing but focus on being faithful to the will of God in their lives. So much fear, so much anxiety, so much uncertainty, so much confusion about how kingdom life works will keep us in bondage to the ways of this world and we won't be focused solely, totally, and only on the will of God for our lives. God, our Father wants to liberate us through transcendence, liberate us from the things of this world and the ways of this world so that we can focus totally and only on, I just want to be faithful to what God my Father's leading me to do. What God my Father's leading me to do. Understanding that as I be faithful to the will of God for my life, His my bread is going to be completely taken care of. And, and he can do it in any way, in absolutely any way that he wants to. And I have confidence knowing that he's going to provide. God, our Father wanted Israel to have confidence that he is going to take care of their material needs and their financial needs in such a way that all they have to do is just focus on, man, I just want to do what God my Father is leading me to do. I just want to be faithful. I just want to be faithful. The same lesson of transcendence is available to us today. It's, it's available to us today. God, our Father is still in the business. God, our Father is still in the business of putting his kids in situations where through sheer force of will, they can't provide the financial resources they need for life. They can't. And God, our Father is still doing that today. Still putting us into situations where through sheer force of will, if it's not finances, if it's, if it's emotional, if it's physical in some other way, healing, God, our Father is still in the business of putting us in situations where through sheer force of will, we can't make anything happen. Is God cruel? Is our father cruel? What dad would do that to his kids? And we would forcefully reject that and say, heavens no, goodness no. God, our father is not cruel in the slightest, but he is working for the freedom and life. He's working for the freedom and the life of his, of his kids. He wants to liberate us from slavery to corporate America. He wants to liberate us from slavery to corporate America so that we, his children, you and I can focus on being faithful to as well. He wants to liberate us from the tyranny of the paycheck. 
in transcendence and this one type, uh, this one uh, example of transcendence that we're looking at. So to the degree to which we're relaxing back in, the degree to which we're relaxing back into transcendence is hard for us is the degree to which we are addicted to all the various things of the world. And we got to confess, man, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to bread making. I'm addicted to bread. I'm addicted to my way. I'm addicted to control. I'm addicted to fear. I'm addicted. What are, what are we addicted to? Or so many, so many addictions. These addictions, as we worked out last week, should further empower the meaning of our baptism so that when I go fully under the water, I am dead. First, there is death. First, there's death. But death to what? What is it that has died or what is it that is being put to death? It's certainly death to the old me, the old stinky you, but it's also death to this world and death to the totality of the ways of this world. There's death first. So that secondly, there is life. There, there is life. There's life to the new me, but not only the new me, the new way of me, the new way of life, the kingdom provision, the kingdom transcendence. Then life happens the new me, the new me is born and the new me is learning to experience my new life in Jesus's transcendent kingdom and his kingdom and the ways of his kingdom are, they're just, they're just not, there's not of this world. Transcendence, transcendence is not something you muster. It's not something that you bootstrap to experience it. It is something you allow to happen. Transcendence is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is supernatural. And encountering transcendence comes through intimacy. I'm not pursuing transcendence for the sake of transcendence. I'm pursuing intimacy with the person of the Holy Spirit. And as I pursue intimacy with the person of the Holy Spirit, transcendence happens. And all sorts of wonderful things happen through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I get all of these supernatural experiences. And I'm not pursuing experiences for the sake of experiences. I'm pursuing intimacy with the person of the Holy Spirit. And all of this wonderful juju and electricity happens in my life. So that, so that, that we relax back into deepening intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, we are continually liberated from all worldliness, all of this fear and all of this anxiety and all of this inner junk and soot just begins to come off of us that we didn't even realize was in us, holding us back and capturing us to the things of this world, keeping us from the free-flowing current and joy and electricity and juice that the Spirit of God has for every single one of us who call on the name of the Lord. So the promised life of Jesus is not, it's not of this world. We looked at the example of a paycheck. And how God, our Father's ability to provide, transcends. It's, it's not of this world. He rained down manna from heaven. Man could not have written that script. Man could not have made that happen. You couldn't be an entrepreneur with a great idea of building a company that rains manna out of heaven. doesn't exist. You can't buy stock in that sucker. None, none of that stuff exists. This is God-given, God-made, God-scripted, supernatural, transcendent of life that only God, our Father, that only God, our Father can, can do. And he does it joyfully. He does it delightingly. Our, our father is exquisitely good. Our father's exquisitely good. And he desires good for you in your life. And he seeks to open your eyes through the power of the Holy Spirit to this other world, to this other reality that exists, that's available to you. He delights and wants to open you up to that through the Holy Spirit to this alternative reality that is far richer, far greater, far deeper, far more profound, far more electric, far more juicy, far juicier, uh, far much more life that, that, that everything that we think we need in the world and are getting from the world becomes a cheap, and I mean like 
like made in just plastic made in China, cheap, breaks apart compared to the fuller, greater, richer life of the Lord Jesus Christ in this transcendent reality where everything about me and about my life is just transformed and I see things and I feel things and I experience things and my decision-making and my reality has just been, just been just messed up, man. And the spirit of the living God is moving in me. And our anchor point is the Lord Jesus Christ for he, he wasn't Mr. Rogers, man. He just didn't come and live a moral life and want to clean you up morally. That's just so far away from what Jesus, who Jesus was and what he wants to do in our lives. He offers to you and he offers to me this otherworldly life. He looks at Pilate and he says to Pilate, and I think he says to you and to me today, quite succinctly, quite simply, and quite confrontingly, my kingdom is not of this world overflow living brothers and sisters the invitation the the wonder grace-filled who the heck are you to be invited to such an exquisite existence the invitation to overflow is an invitation to a transcendent kingdom of god supernatural current of life that is available to us by grace man i pray that this is helpful to you. Ask God, our Father, in the name of Jesus, to make known to you all the things of this world, all your addictions, all your worldly addictions, uh, that, that, you can, that you can have the opportunity to renounce and put to death so that the Spirit of God can move in you and you can encounter transcendence every single day. Every single day of your life can be a transcendent day. Go in the grace and peace. Go in transcendence. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in this day be filled. And may it be transcendent. And if this has been helpful to you, I would greatly appreciate it if you'd share it, move it around, pass it around, slap it around, show it around. Uh, and let's get as many people jammed into this transcendent life as we possibly can as God our Father leads us. Bless you. Have a great, great, great day. And we'll be together again soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us in The Overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.